Welcome to the Palmetto Street Church of God message podcast. We pray that you are inspired by today's message, and we hope that you share and subscribe to this podcast so that the gospel of Jesus Christ can go forth and reach many people in our world today. Enjoy the message. Tonight, I want to give you four of those, and we'll move on. First of all, we do not worship created things. We do not worship created things. Since the beginning of time, ancient world, they've always worshipped things that the Creator made. In fact, the New Testament, before I close this point, I'm going to show you what Paul said to the Romans. You go all the way back to the Egyptians. They worshipped the sun, the moon, the animals. They became the object of their desire and not God. God has been good to us. But please let the Tahoe that God has blessed us with not be the object of our worship. Come on. If you buy a brand new Chevrolet white pickup truck with black rims and red stripes, don't let that be the object of your worship. If we're not careful, the book of Deuteronomy 4 and 19 said, And take heed, lest you lift up your eyes to heaven. And when you see the sun and the moon and the stars, all the hosts of heaven, you feel driven to worship them and serve them, which the Lord your God has given to all people under heaven. Now here's the trick. And, and we're buying into it. People are even saying now, I don't have to go to church. Nature, one of the young men that I had a chance to pour into at one time was a minister who's now turned away from the gospel. He has posted recently on social media that nature is his church. I say to that young man, I love nature myself. There's nothing like being in the marsh in Georgetown or on the harbor in Charleston. There's nothing like being in a duck blind sometime in the month of January and seeing God's creation But we can't look at the creation and look at that creation and say, you know what, God is only here. It is a beautiful creation made by the hand of God. But let me also tell you something. I've been in the midst of the greatest fires of my life. And in those moments, God is still God in that hard time like he is in the good season. See, what we do is we worship what he created and not the creator. And it is a trick of the enemy. That's why some people will fight over trees more than they do babies. Oh, Brother Nola, you're against against saving the planet. No, I'm not. I believe that we need to be a good steward over this planet. It's been given to us by God. You misread me. You misread me big time. I believe in that. If If you're riding with me in my car and if you throw something out of my vehicle, I will turn around and you will either pick it up or you will call John Mark to come pick you up. You hear me? I don't believe in that. If you're that nasty that you can't wait till you get home, something's wrong. I don't want, I don't want to pick up beer cans in front of my house. Did I say that? I think I said that. I don't believe, right? Y'all not coming back on Wednesday, are you? Amen? But it's the truth. And what happens is we begin to worship creation, the beauty of creation, the nuance of creation. And I understand because it's made by Jehovah God. But understand, don't fall in love with the creation because it will change. That spot that's your favorite fishing spot, one Hurricane Hugo will turn it upside down. Then where is your God? Right? That, that beach house that you go, that's where I find God. And I know you sing about it in your country song. One Hurricane Andrew, one Katrina will turn that, that beach house into an outhouse. Right? Then where is your God? But if you understand that the God of the water is still the God of heaven, and you understand that no matter if my circumstance changes, I do not change I do not worship the things that I see. I worship a God that I cannot see. And by faith, I access him, I praise him, and he inhabits the praise that I give to him. 
Later, God condemns worship made by hands. Paul, Romans 1 and 25. He, he said they worship creation over the creator. He said they exchange the truth of God for a lie or the lie and worship and serve creature rather than creator and is blessed, who is blessed forever. Understand that. They begin to worship the creation by the creator instead of the one who gave it. Immoral believers refuse to recognize God's authority. They refuse to, to surrender their life through a haughty spirit. They would choose to worship the sun and mysticism. There are people that I pastor that will run to a horoscope but do not know the beauty of a, of a sovereign prayer life. Mm. Get your hand read, not understanding that the Holy Ghost has already read your heart. Worship animals. And I didn't mean to be so graphic while ago if it offended you, but it's the truth. We got people that will cry over animals being hurt. And I'm with you. I, I have a Labrador. I'm with you. Last night in that storm, my boy's uh, trampoline was blown on top of my dog. We, under, we were out there trying to get my dog out. It was really bad at our home last night. But, but what about be careful and understand our limited knowledge because we'll worship creation and not the creator. And then we start picking what is true worship. But we live in a country where babies are slaughtered and the same people give not one thought about that child. Something is wrong. New Age movement worships the sun and moon. Paul would even preach against this in Galatians because some people said you can only worship Jehovah God on certain times and certain days. Today's idolatrous worship, we worship creation. What is it, Pastor? Money. Money. I want you to have a blessed job, and I understand that there's some Sundays you've got to work. I, I understand that. It's a new day. There are no more blue laws like when John Mark graduated in the 30s. I understand all that kind of stuff. But hear me, that, that money cannot be your God. Some of us only worship God when the stimulus came in. But give me people that know how to worship in spirit and truth. Who know how if the stimulus doesn't come, God is still God. We raise up a church, and I'm not preaching. I want you to divide what I'm saying. I, 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 I listen to Dave Ramsey. I, I believe in getting out of debt. I understand all those principles. But the theme of our church can never be, God, make me a, a, a billionaire like Bill Gates. If you're a billionaire tonight, we welcome you. Don't forget the tithe on Sunday morning, by the way. Amen. But that's not our ambition. We want to make you a disciple of Jesus Christ. Churches succeed and their success is not on numbers, it's on people. When we start trying to grow and manipulate this church to be a business success, we will fall. Now, is business a part of this church? Sure it is. That's how we keep the lights on. But our goal is never to be the best business. Our goal is to make disciples because of Jesus. And we got to be careful that money doesn't become idolatrous. Pleasure Pleasure, you need vacation. You, you need vacation. You need pleasure in life. You need intimacy between you and your spouse. There's great pleasure there. And by the way, we don't ever preach about it, but it's biblical. Three people said amen. Everybody knows it's a part of your life, but nobody wants to talk about it, but the Bible does. We let the world define what it was, and it cost us a generation of people instead of encouraging great intimacy of pleasure between one man and one woman in the confines of marriage. I'll move on, my bad, amen, I'm sorry. Beauty, thank God that you won Miss, Miss Florence uh, 
Pecan Festival 1984. Thank, thank God for that. Amen. But your beauty cannot be the object of your worship because as you already found out, your beauty is changing on you. But the God that gave you the beauty is still beautiful and he has not changed. Athletic prowess. I don't care if you can dunk a basketball like Kevin D's. Praise God for that. You're still not going to beat me on the court, but never mind that thought process. But don't we worship? Don't we worship football? I went to a revival in Alabama one time, and there was Auburn and Alabama fans there. And the night, day before, they had the Iron Bowl. I was in uh, Boaz, Alabama. I'll never forget it. <laughs> and John Mark, while I was there, I went over to the man, two old men. I'm talking about probably late uh, older, I should say, because I'm close, but but probably late 80s, early 90s, older men sitting in the foyer, and I said, did y'all see that game yesterday? And they said, well, sure did. I said, okay. I said, what'd you think about it? And the one of them said, I'll tell you what I think, Alabama's nothing but a bunch of cheating devils. And the other man said, that might be true, but at least our children weren't born in a barn like Auburn. <laughs> Pastor said, uh, young evangelist, please step away, step away. I didn't realize those two men didn't even come in church that day. You want to know why? Because football became their God. Football was never meant to be a God. Sports was never meant to be a God. But in America, it is a billion-dollar sport, and it's become the God of some people that if your team doesn't win, then you quit church. I pastored a man one time. If Clemson lost, he wouldn't come to church. True story. I'd pray Clemson win just so I could get his children in church. God must have heard my prayer. I don't know they got good after that. I don't know. But how do we make that our God? Our God should be worshipped. Not these things that are going to pass by the wayside. Didn't we learn in COVID last year? We don't have to have all that stuff. And we got along just fine. And so I come to tell you tonight, we cannot worship created things. We must worship the creator. Quit chasing God only when it's good. Quit your best worship is, is, is when you get something from God. Oh, praise God. Like Oprah, we pass out cars. Everybody's shouting and dancing. That's nonsense nonsense. That's not true worship. True worship is when your child's got pneumonia and you go to the chapel at McLeod's Hospital and you say, God, I don't like this moment. I don't understand this moment. I had to do that today over a situation. But you say, God, I want, to, I want you to know this. You are still my God. You're the God of the mountain and you're the God of the valley. And I want you to know no matter what I see or what I feel, I've come too far to turn my back on you. You are still my God and you are worthy of my worship. Two, two, I'll never get finished, two. We also don't worship angels. And when I say angels, I want to parallel that to spiritual things, spiritual things. We live in a day and hour that some people will chase after mysticism even in church. Now, I want you to hear me. I'm Pentecostal, charismatic, classical Pentecostal. That's me. I love the worship. I love the cry. I, you shout. I don't run like I used to because last Sunday or two Sundays, I was running back and forth and I was out of breath. And I have to be the Holy Ghost. You hear me? But let me tell you what we don't do. We don't worship spiritual things. We worship the God of the spiritual things. Some people will chase and pay the highest dollar for something spiritual because they want to touch it and feel that it's real. There are times, John Martin, desperation. A child has cancer. Is that the point of death? I can understand why people are desperate and reach out for things. No judgment here. But we as New Testament believers, Colossians 2 and 18, let no one cheat you. Somebody say cheat. That's what it is. It's Satan 
cheating you of your reward, taking delight in false humility and the worship of angels, intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up, watch this, by his fleshly mind. We're living in a day and time that Jesus is not enough for some people. Did y'all have church today? Oh, we had church. We saw 84 angels and we had church. Listen, I have no problem with that. If angels are all around us right now, the Bible said that we will uh, um, entertain angels unaware. I believe that's happened at least twice in my life. I really do. I, I, I believe angels have charge over us. I thank God for those created beings, but they are not God. But somebody can get saved by the blood of Jesus Christ and we act like it's not a big deal. Some people will chase after religious, spiritual things, but they don't know how to love their neighbor. We, we grab a hold of anything spiritual. We hear about a, a so-called miracle worker three hours away, but yet we won't come to a prayer meeting on Thursday night. And this ain't meant to be tight tonight, folks. Amen. I should have, I should have taught this before the business meeting. Amen. We need to, if you keep reading this verse, this chapter, the Bible says we need to hold on to the substance of Christ. Oh, I love that. And the increase that comes from God. I thank God for angels just like I thank God for ministers. I thank God for grannies in the church. I thank God for leaders. I thank God for this council and the staff, the media team. I thank God for everybody that we are in partnership with that does ministry. But you're not my God and I'm not your God either. I thank God for angels, but angels were created below God. Angels are servants of the Most High God and they are not God. So before we start worshiping angels and all these things that we claim to be spiritual, there's only one person that deserves our worship and his name is Jesus Christ. Revelation 19 and 10, Revelation 22 and 8 both talk about how John saw and heard things and when he saw and heard he fell down and worshiped at the feet of an angel who showed him great things. Verse 9, then he said to me, see that you do not do that for I am your fellow servant and of brethren of the prophets, and of those who keep the words of this book. Then the angel told him what? Worship God. You want to know something sin of God tonight? If, they, if a preacher puts, says, look at me, like overseas right now where there's great moves of God, there's also this false move of pre people claiming to be Jesus Christ. Oh, by the way, in those impoverished countries, one of, that, one of those people is the wealthiest man in that country. If he truly was a man of God, he wouldn't need a billion dollars. You say, Pastor, you're preaching his wealth. No, I don't care if he has a hundred billion. But the people around him shouldn't be starving while the preacher's living of the fat of the lamb. I said that. I know I'm a preacher. You understand what I'm saying? I don't want to have the wealth of the world and the people that I pastor in trouble. But they come and worship him because he claims to have some great power, some great miracle. A true man of God won't claim that. A true man of God will point you back to Jesus Christ. True women of God, I don't care how good they sing, they're not going to be up here like it's the voice trying to win Blake Shelton's approval. No, they're going to point you to Jesus Christ. The angel said, get up. Don't you worship me. I'm a servant just like you. 
Brothers and sisters, there's only one that deserves our worship. I thank God for the man that has the gift of knowledge and the gift of wisdom, the gift of tongues. I thank God for the woman that has the gift of prophecy. They are needed at the Palmetto Street Church of God. I pray that the, the, the fivefold ministry is in effect. I, I pray I do my job and you do your job. But at the end of the day, if we're going to worship anybody at this church, we're not going to worship any philosophy or formula, uh, angel, demon, or anybody else. We're going to worship Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords tonight. Amen? Real quick, is this okay tonight? I wasn't going to teach on this, but I, I, I felt like I needed to. Three, we don't worship the dark side or what I call the demonic. And before you laugh at me, there is this infatuation today. I'm not judging anybody in here, so let me go ahead and put that on notice. Because I know somebody's going to say, I'm picking on what you watch. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not. Now, I'm not going to watch anything crazy. That horror stuff, not me. I, I'm scared, Brother Steve. Amen. But when I talk about darkness, there's this infatuation for the dark side. Our kids are being pulled to it because I believe we've lost the power in certain religious circles of the church. So there's this infatuation with the, the demonic, the, the wickedness of this world. They're now that there's, there's wickedness that are standing up and giving place to where godly men and women used to have place. And people are bowing down because of their powers. Either they're all powerful or they're below God. I say tonight that they're below God. I, I, Leviticus teaches us in Leviticus 17 and 7, they shall no more offer their sacrifices to demons after whom they have played the harlot. This shall be a statue forever for them throughout all the generations. I want to be like the book of Acts. When the man that had the the magic operating in his life saw a move of God and wanted to buy the move of God. The dark side said, I can't do what he's doing, so let me buy what's happening at the Palmetto Street Church of God. You can't buy that. The Bible said that the man of God rebuked him and said, your money perish with you. You can't buy what God gives freely. But if you have a clean spirit and pure hands and a pure heart and you worship him, God will pour out those gifts upon us, won't he, in Jesus' name. Last and I close, we do not worship ministers. These are the four areas in scripture that we see that can be a hang-up. We don't worship ministers. We don't. I know you have your favorite minister. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. John Mark, Amen. <laughs> I know you have your favorite singing group. Nothing wrong with that. I know you have your favorite Sunday school teacher and all that, but I want you to hear me. But we don't worship ministers. Acts 3, when the two saw the lame man get up, the Bible said in verse, verses 12 through 13, that they looked on the two men. And as by the old power of Godness, we had made this man walk. Verse 13. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. When they began to worship Simon Peter, he responded, don't you worship me. You worship the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. How do I know that that's a false teacher? Because they don't talk about Jesus. It's deep theology right there. You didn't get it, but it's very deep. Go back and listen to their sermons and ask yourself, when do they talk about Jesus? 
How many times they talk about themselves, what they drive, what they smell, what they wear, what they did, who they know. They want to tell you what politician they know. They want to tell you what TV preacher they know. They want to tell you who they know in Cleveland. They want to tell you who they rub elbows with on the Florence City Council. Tell me in their sermon, how many times did they preach Jesus Christ? And people want that. They want to feel a part of that. Oh, I'm somebody. My, my preacher flies on jet airplanes and rubs elbows with somebody. But does he pray? Come on, somebody. Don't believe in me now. Acts 28, 6, people are turning on you. When Paul was bitten by the viper, they first said he was a criminal. And when he didn't die, they said he was a god. You can't trust what people say. Just that quick. Well, oh, that man right there, he's a criminal. Oh, no, he must be a god just because he didn't die. Paul understood another time when he tore his clothes and said, don't worship me. God doesn't share his glory with anybody. God doesn't share his glory with anybody. Acts 10, 25, 26, and I close. As Peter was coming into the house of Cornelius, I love this. I love this two, these two verses. As Peter's coming in, you've got the vision I preached about Sunday morning of clean and unclean. As Peter's coming into Cornelius' house, and really to me, Cornelius was the man that deserved the honor, to be honest. And they begin to fall down at the feet of Simon Peter. The Bible said they fell down and worshipped him. But verse 26, Peter picked him up and said, Do not worship me for myself. I am a man just like you. I believe you should give people honor. And some people deserve double honor. Pastor Starlin, would you stand up tonight? Would you stand up, Pastor Starlin? If my son was to walk up and call that man by his first name, I probably would stop preaching and take him into that room right there because that man right there deserves double honor tonight. He's been worthy of faithfulness. Amen. <laughs> there are people that deserve honor and we should respect them. But I know that man right there, if I came up here today and said, we're going to worship Brother Starlin tonight, he would stand up and wave that cane at me and say, boy, don't you say that no more. There's only one that is worthy of the praise and his name is Jesus Christ. We don't worship men. We don't worship women. We don't worship these people chasing after preachers and then we get disappointed when they let us down. They're men and women. I'm a man. You're a woman. We make mistakes. That's why we don't worship people. We worship God. You want to move of God? God, we, we're waiting on you to show up. If we can't get the best singers, God, we're waiting on you to show up. If the preacher can't preach today because he's sick, God, we're waiting on you to show up. And God, you told us if we, we praise you, you would come. So God, we're not going to worship man. We're not going to worship denomination. Listen to me. You don't have to empty your bank account to go find a man or woman that can get you in the presence of Almighty God. You can do it right there at your seat tonight when you call on the name of Jesus Christ. Whew. Stand with me, please. Stand with me. My, I feel the Holy Ghost. Stand with me. I'm trying to stop. I really am. Amen. Praise the Lord tonight. Can somebody say amen? amen? Worship him. A study on spirit-filled worship. A church of spirit-filled worship. Jesus is the center of our affection. You want a godly marriage? Quit strutting around the house thinking you're the best thing that's ever happened to that marriage and put Jesus back in the middle of it. Amen. I know you've got muscles on top of muscles. But let your heart be touched by the power of Almighty God. Come on, somebody. You want a revival in your home? Put Jesus back in the middle. I know you can't worship because you're too busy counting your pennies right now. So let me help you. You want me to help you then? Do you want me to pray, God, take away all your wealth so your worship will come back? No, nobody. Amen. <laughs> I'll preach, brother. 
No, no, you just keep preaching. Preach on John Mark some more. Praise God. No, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. God's blessed you. But I want to remind you where your blessings come from. James said, every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father, which is above. In him who there is no variable of turning at all, which means when God gives it, he's not playing, give it back to me, give it back to me. No, God looks to see who he can bless to, because they have a heart that is sold out to him and they worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. I'm not preaching against being blessed, but I'm blessed because I know him, not because I am good, but because he is good. Amen. Father, I've taught your word tonight, and I've felt your presence. Father, I, I want to show our people tonight that most of the time in Scripture, from what I've seen, we have idols. They worship angels. There are some that worship darkness and others that worship gifts like ministers. But God, all good gifts come from you. So may we not worship creation, but creator. May we fall back in love with you again, God. May, God, we sing songs to you again in love. May Sunday morning we not get in a hurry, God. God, let we just worship you in spirit and in truth. Here's my prayer. Father, if I have an idol in my life, for some it could be video games, as crazy as that sounds, and I don't mean that mean. For some it could be hobbies. Nothing wrong with a hobby. That hobby's not their God. Others, it could be a family member that they put above you. Only thing I want you to do tonight, God, is make us aware. And as you make us aware, God, may we repent and come back to you in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you are inspired by today's message. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and to follow us on our social media. If you would like to give to this ministry, visit us at pscog.org. Stay safe and have an incredible day in Jesus' name.